Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to another episode of the Discipline Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, E.L. Discipline. Alongside me always is your other host. Suhei Sotomayor. This is your Discipline Therapy. As a matter of fact, do you want to do the Discipline Therapy thing? No, I didn't memorize it. <laughs> I could we kinda, could you, could fill, you could fill in the blanks. We could All right. This is your... Discipline Therapy. Where everything is... Free. If you subscribe, it's free. It's judgment. Free. Sucker. Free. Censor. Free. Sensitive. Free. And plenty of liberty. God and the ancient ancestors are great. And that means everything else is straight. So go grab your wine. Make sure the kids are in bed. This is that soul food talk. That's. Prepare your mind to be fed. Light one up, inhale life and exhale strife. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you are tuned in to the Discipline Therapy Podcast. We're here. here. Uh, Before we start, I just want to say that this episode is sponsored by uh, Andrea Johnson Books Publishing, also known as AJB Publishing. Andrea Johnson is the founder of AJB Publishing, an independently Black-owned and operated rising organization established in 2017 within the Dallas-Fort Worth community. An interesting uh, combination between traditional and self-publishing industry, AJB Publishing has something for everyone. If you're interested in becoming an author like myself, um, or in the market for books that stand out, visit their website at www.ajbpublishing.com. Once again, www.ajbpublishing.com. Touch something that will open your mind. And also, I know you're about to say something. I was going to ask, is she, I know we're having a special yes, guest. She's right. the special um, guest, a special caller. So she's actually on the call right now. Hey, Andrea, how you doing? Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? Hi, how's everything? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. We appreciate you for uh, being a guest on the Discipline Therapy Podcast. 
And um, I'm really excited. Yes. Yeah, and we have uh, our topic today is what's the topic today? Why Black Lives Matter. Why Black Lives Matter. So, like, my question for you is like, as a um, black um, uh, independent um, entrepreneur. entrepreneur, you know, like, what type of? I'm not gonna ask you like if you've ever uh, experienced bigotry because I'm sure you have. But mm-hmm. what? I was. I wanted to ask her that because in in her field, I I want to know what what she came up against as a black woman entrepreneur. Absolutely. Well, just to let you know, as a black woman in America, there are already challenges stacked against you in the job market, in education, and especially in business. You're perceived as this angry black woman if you assert yourself. Yet you're taken advantage of if you remain silent. So as a black woman in business, you have to find your balance. You have to acquire skin thick enough to take on any obstacle, yet remain humble enough to allow success to take you to the next level. This is just some of the challenges that I've faced so far. Wow. And um, have obviously you've, had, you've faced those challenges your whole life. Did you think um, when you were you know, building up your business, that it was going to be about the same? Is it? Is it just as hard? Is it harder? Or were you pleasantly surprised and you, you were like, oh, it's not that bad? It gets harder yeah, the hard. more successful you become. You know, um, I started, I, I've been in sales and marketing for a little over 18 years. Um, and I have over, I have 12 books published out currently right now. Um, and more Your to own? Come. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> yes, I do. So, Congratulations. So I've been in the publishing industry for a while. And so there are a lot of challenges that I faced in the beginning, but it only increases as you go forward. The more successful you become, the more challenges that you face. What, so what, um, every obstacle I see well, actually, is even we, more encompassing. I'm sorry to cut you off. We actually have mm-hmm. a resume, to your resume to read to the, to the, for the audience. To the public? So they can know who you are. Oh, wow. Okay. Andrea Johnson is the founder of AJB Publishing and is the author of 12 books such as the critically acclaimed books, The Gatekeeper and The Embryos. She is also the owner of a marketing and insurance agency. Look at you. You wear a hat. Many, many hats. (laughs) She has taken her knowledge of over 10 years in the publishing industry to form a company that caters to individuals looking to bring their vision to light giving authors a combination of traditional publishing with the benefits of the self-publishing industry. Andrea is a rising entrepreneur that believes success is a mindset. Always set your mind to success. Now, let me ask you a question. You said you have 12 books published. Um, I, I'm assuming that you had your first book published with a, with a separate company, not your own? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you were doing that, did you find... Was it um, was it difficult when you were first trying to get your book published? And because of if it was because of that, what do you tell other um, authors who are looking to get published? What kind of guidance do you give yeah. them? Okay, absolutely. That's a really good question, too. And you know, I I had a lot of challenges in the beginning as far as uh, publishing, and that's one of the reasons why. Um, I learned how to get into the industry 
more information so that I could start my own. When I first published my first book, I realized some of the challenges with editing. Really, the, the editing, you know, you really need to have great resources for editing um, when it comes to the self-publishing industry. Because um, not only we're talking about price, prices a lot of times really um, knocks a lot of individuals out of the market for self-publishing because that's something that you need to acquire on your own or have the resources set up to do. If you don't have absolute and great editing, it could really hurt your marketing and your chances for even furthering your success in the publishing industry. Credibility is everything. And when individuals look at you and they look at your work, that is what they're going based on. So some of the challenges that I realized in the beginning was I needed a lot more resources set up for me. And there just wasn't that many out there at that time. Mm-hmm. And this was back in 2008 when I first started. So I realize now that the resources that are out there, it gets more and more expensive um, and more challenging for individuals to really set up some type of platform for themselves. So why not help individuals do that? And that's how AJB Publishing was formed. We're a little bit between traditional and self-publishing, giving people an opportunity, you know, to have the benefits of the traditional where you have a publishing company that's going to market you. They're going to represent you. They're going to put you out there. You don't have to find the resources by yourself, but you also have a lot of your rights. You get to keep a lot of your rights in the traditional industry. Yeah. Yeah. Now she she said you, um, you own uh, an insurance, uh, an insurance company, correct? Yeah. So mm-hmm. have you faced like obstacles with like perhaps like um embarking into this venture, um, licenses or loans because of like the color of your skin or who you are? Like have you faced those type of obstacles? Cause, oh, absolutely. Because I'm gonna talk absolutely. about I'm gonna talk about uh, systemic racism this episode. Okay. So like uh as as a black as a black uh entrepreneur, you know, business owner, it's already, you know, what I mean, it's already difficult. Yes, it is. And you know, I feel like as blacks, you know, browns, like we need to come together. You know, we need to build each other, um give back to each other like the whites do it, yes, like the is. Chinese do it, mm-hmm. like the Asians do it. You know what I mean, I feel like black people's uh, most black people. I'm not gonna say all black people. Most black people's um, um, their uh, like their kryptonite is like sticking together or like supporting one another. You know what I mean? But you know, but you know, a lot of the reasons for that, I personally believe, is you know a lot of the stigmatization that you know people of color have found um in the media. It's because of yeah. what is displayed and. I personally believe that it's designed to cause segregation and separation, things of that nature among our own race. Because the less you are informed about what's going on, the more privy you will be to all of the influences out there that are telling you this is the way it is. Okay? So I strongly believe it's the media influence a lot of times and lack of knowledge. Just the lack of knowledge, you know, that Certain individuals have, not all, but certain individuals just don't inform themselves enough to really stay on top of what you need to know based on what the information you're giving via yeah. 
social media. Yeah. So what do you think about um, defunding the police? Because this, this year has been crazy with the whole global pandemic and we're witnessing all this um, police brutality and, and murder with black it's people. Like they, they don't even take a day off for a pandemic even. You know what I mean? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you think about it? What's your perspective or what's your opinion? Here's the thing with defunding the police. That's one way. I look at it, that's one way. But I believe, actually, it's not going to change anything. And here's why. I believe if you want the police brutality to stop, it's got to come from the top. Mm -hmm. Retraining the police force. But that's not going to happen unless something changes in Congress. The real problem is that some of the same people who made decisions back when our grandparents were kids are still in office. And we can make all the noise we want, but what we really need is term limits in Congress. Because we have limits for the presidency. Only eight years for a presidency who's leading the country. But a person can hold seat in Congress till they die. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to see real change until it touches the top. For example, Cori Bush. She's a nurse and a Black Lives Matter activist. She recently won a Democratic primary against Missouri Representative William Lacey Clay. He was in office for more than half a century. Okay, this is the type of change that we need. This is what's going to spiral down and help us to really make a movement in the Black Lives Matter, in my opinion. I agree. That's a good good point. It is a good point. Yeah, so um So when you were um diving into this, getting your own um publishing company out, how nervous were you? Like were you were you like what am I doing? Were am you I, were you I nervous? Really do this? Were you nervous at all? Oh, absolutely. If you're not nervous going into something new, um, then there's definitely something wrong there. Um, because you have to you have to acquire new knowledge. You have to be receptive to learning everything that you need to know in order to be equipped to handle the challenges that are going to come. So absolutely. Yes. I was nervous, but did did you feel like you were ready? Really just find out more. I'm sorry. What was that? Did you feel like you were ready or were you like, once you started, you were like, what, what, what I do? I do feel like I was ready. Um, simply because, um, aligning myself, with different publishing companies that were in the industry, I gathered all the information that I needed to know beforehand. Um, the pros and the and the cons concerning um, the disadvantages in the publishing industry. What is needed? What is lacking right now? Um, what could we use more of? Um, all of these had to be taken into context before really moving forward and something like this, so that I could really deliver the best product necessary to really help individuals out there. So, yes, I was definitely nervous, but I felt as if I was ready to face the challenges necessary at that point in time. I mean, most Black people, when you begin something on your own, you're pretty much doing it on your own. It's hard to find help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel yeah, like any, right. any they, they will say it. They will say, oh, they did it themselves, but nobody's doing anything themselves. You need a team. You need a team. Did you have a team? When I first started out, it was basically just me. (laughs) When I first started out, you know, I had individuals 
who were helping me as far as like giving me ideas on a promotion. But when I first started out, I, I really took this venture out on my own and, you know, um, kind of independently contracted to other individuals. But I didn't have anyone physically with me as I do now. You know, oh, that's so good. Wow. sometimes so you do. Yeah, sometimes you do have to start out on your own. You start small and then you kind of just grow from there. A lot of individuals feel like, okay, I need to have all of this, you know, starting out. And sometimes I feel that's the misconception that actually helps because the first five years in business, exactly. The first five years in business really is touch and go. Okay, yeah. um, as you're growing your business, um, there's a lot of, you know, profit, loss, and gain. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to You're really usually just breaking even, line. right, at that point? If if that... I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Yeah, yeah. the first, like, uh, five years, you're, you're just really kind of breaking even, right? When you're starting out, you're not really exactly. making too much of a profit. Exactly, yeah. because you're still growing. Right. You're still growing in business. The first five years, any business representative would tell you the first five years is really you're just kind of breaking even. You're really not going to see a real profit until after the first five years. So really, the first five years is like you're you're just marketing, you're pushing, you're really just promoting your brand and getting out there as much as you can so that people can know you and you're building your self-worth. Did you um, have any, like, um, did you face any racism or, or, or any kind of tension like that with one of your own authors? Or are, or are your authors all uh, people, people of color? color? Actually, well, you know, most of my authors are all, you know, people of color at this time, you yeah. know, because we publish all different types of genres. Most of our authors that we currently have right now um, but you don't, but you don't discriminate. Color. But you don't discriminate. It's Absolutely just, not. It's just the way it just happens. It just happens. Yeah. Exactly. We just happen to have predominantly black authors right now, but we publish all from all different backgrounds, all different types of genres. And yes, you know, you know, some of our authors have faced different criticisms uh, based on their work or based on what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, But one of the things that we love to do and encourage is support our authors, Mm. support their vision and encourage them to keep moving forward, encourage them to allow their creative voices to be heard, regardless of the challenges that you are and will face. That's a given. That's definitely a given. You will face challenges as an author or just as an entrepreneur itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being black in America, you know, is a challenge in and of itself. So as a business, especially nowadays, you know, yeah. entrepreneur, it's even more. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, so I know that you have a meeting soon. Um, Wait, so, can I ask you yeah. one last question? So I wanted to go ahead and then I'll ask her. Okay. I'll, I'll tell my. Out of all of your authors, which one's your favorite? Out of all of my authors, I love all of my. I love all of my authors. I love all of my authors. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. As people don't, as people may not know or do know, I published three books with Andrea Johnson: uh, the importance of discipline, the uh, disciplines world, and the uh, the immortality Immortality, of discipline. So yeah, we uh, I yes, published with yes, AJB Publishing when I think you were just coming out with AJB Publishing. 
Yes, yeah. discipline. So one I'm, of our first authors. <laughs> for, for me to witness you like flourish and your growth. How does that make you feel? It's like it's it's great. You know, because because like, I the right one. like we both took a chance upon each, each other. Yeah, you That's know what nice. I mean. Like it was like yeah. my first my first year about being older because I published my first book in 2017 as well. You know what I mean? Like after that. Like I published it with a different um, publishing company, but my second book I published with AJ. That's that's when so you it's found still, it. Yeah, it's it's still brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, we. So cr- congratulations yeah. to both of you for finding each yeah. other like that. That's yeah. awesome. Last but not least, last thing I, I wanted to ask you um, before you go because I know you have a meeting. You're you're constantly on the go. Um, that's why we appreciate you you tuning calling in. Calling in. in. Um, you had a uh, you had like a book expo this this month. How did it go? Yes, yes. Oh, man, that was so exciting. We had a wonderful time. We had an expo at the Dallas Women's Expo, and we met a lot of wonderful entrepreneurs, um, a lot of individuals who are up and coming in the business industry, um, and we did a lot of networking and sold books. So it was amazing. It was a raving success, and we're looking forward to it. It's really crunch time right now because we've got three releases coming out, this month alone in October. Um, and we- You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. Ctmobile.com. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. That's coming in November, so we are really on fire and we're excited about the things to come. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that because I know these three books are phenomenal. I read I read <sighs> those three books. I'll, I'll be certain to look out for the new ones that you have coming out, too. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. And oh my gosh, thank you guys for having me today yeah, no on problem. the Discipline Therapy Podcast. It's been such a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you for thank calling. You. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay. All the way down? Yeah. Hey, I learned some things. Some things <laughs> I learned. Some things stick. Yeah, yeah. New equipment. Working with the Zoom H6. You know what I mean? Some new equipment we got. Mm, what's you that? Know. I think something else is new. Oh, this is the <laughs> Shure SM7B. Oh, I've never seen you smile like that. This is the Shure SM7B. Um, 
just to give people just a brief synopsis or history on this mic, and then we're going to get back into the topic. Jump right back in there. This mic was recorded um, Thriller. Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, but but this is the this is the um the newer, newer version. version. That one was recorded with the SM7. This, this one's the SM7B. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so that whole album Thriller was uh recorded with this type no of No wonder mic. you sound like Michael. <laughs> no, no not, at like all. not at no, all. Not at all. That's the complete opposite. He's, His he's voice the, is super high and yours is super low. Yeah, he's the original uh, pop king. I could never say. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into it, right? Let's do it. Let's, let's jump right in it. there. All right, you know, so crazy why Black Lives Matter is a title in my second book, The Importance of Discipline. So this is pretty much like Racism in America Part Three. Yeah, the last we season have, we mm-hmm. did one and two. This is almost like Part Three. So like, what? Like what I want to talk about is like how the like they just the history of black people because in school they just have a brief um session you, of like they were slaves and that's about yes, it yes yeah, slavery yeah. and civil rights movement those are the only right. things you, you realize you you're you're supposed to know when Martin Luther King his birthday is and slavery but you're not they don't teach you about Malcolm X they don't teach you about the Black Panthers well they they kind of do but they label him as a troublemaker yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, black people need to understand that every pyramid that was made was made by a black. You know what I mean? The ancient Egyptians. And this goes back. I mean, we could even go with, with, with the Bible, even though I, you know, no offense to any, you know, mm-hmm. holy rollers or anything like that. To me, the Bible's a book that was written by man. But even in there, it says Jesus was a woolly hair. Mm. Sun-kissed skin. Yeah. And of woolly hair. Jesus was black. Right. That, exactly. But that's what they're, that's exactly what they're saying in the Bible. How they came out with a blonde hair, blue eyed, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus is beyond me. I have no idea. Because mm-hmm. if you read it, it that's exactly yeah. what it says. I just want to say rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Because we know, we know him as Black Panther. Yeah. And like back in like 2014, like when they came out with like Hollywood came out with like Gods of Egypt and I was throwing a rant because I'm like, Oh, there's no black people on set. These guys yeah. are getting tans. They're, they're, they're doing push-ups or whatever to get their bodies right between sets. And it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm, I was like, why, why won't Hollywood allow a black man to finally play, play on screen yeah. what he rightfully is, which is a king? You yeah. know what I mean? So like 2018, I think that's when the, uh, February I think he, I think 2018 is, or was it 2016? No, no, no. 18. That's more recent. Is Black Panther's more recent. You're talking about Black Panther? Yeah. 18. It was 18. Okay. Like, it finally, like, we finally witnessed this. And it was like, it was like, we, we, we got to, to see something that's prominent. Like, we get to see us prominent, not playing pharmaceutical street suppliers mm-hmm. or, or, or criminals or, or, um, maids and butlers. Maids and butlers incarcerated. You know what I mean like the, those type of characters? Mm-hmm. You know, we get to witness. It's always like the second type role, like the yeah. B, B class. Yeah. yeah. And it was so sad because you see, when he died, and then I know when I was on on Instagram, all these little kids crying because that they could identify. Finally, they yeah, had somebody that's to what identify. I'm, that's what I'm with. saying. Like they had their had... own little little ceremonies yeah. with their guys for him. Yeah. That was, that was a tragic loss. You know what I mean? So um. 
like I'm going to run through some stuff because okay. I have a lot of things to say. Fox News was created by a black man. The light bulb was created by a black man. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into depth. Do your own research. Um, It's like there's people who state race doesn't matter if it doesn't exist. Right. Take it off job applications. Take it off credit card applications. If it doesn't matter. Rental yeah. applications. You know what I mean? Because it's like. This Everything is, this school, is what I'm. This everything. is what I'm talking about with the systemic racism. Yeah. No, I agree with you. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, yo, this is, this is, this is all part of white supremacy, I believe. But what I'm like, what I've been preaching for, for the longest time is like sharing the wealth. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the hood was created for a reason. It's like everybody got dropped off in different areas. And it's like the hood was created for. To keep people down? Not just that. I, I look at it like low income is equate to high crime. Yes. So it's like crime literally pays. Judges, criminal defense attorneys. I see what you did there. Crime literally pays. I like cr- Criminal defense attorneys. Attorneys. um, Police officers. All of them. You know what I mean? So like, like this is, this is what I feel. Like, this is one of the things why I always look at it like, if you, why, and, and I don't have anything against people who do this. Like when they make it, they go back to the hood and they want to start businesses or whatever it is. Do you. But my mentality is, I don't ever want to do that. And people are going to take this away or whatever. You might call me a coon, a house nigga, whatever. But the thing is, I look at it like the hood was never ours. That's the way I look at it. You can't change anything in the hood. You might build a um, grocery store, whatever it is. You're going to have, not everybody's going to be for you for the hood. So if you could put things in there and you're trying to help people, you know, in that community or whatever, you're still going to have those bad apples who are going to probably come into that grocery store and steal. And you might let them get away with it a few times. But when you do, when you look at your metrics and you look at the expenses, um, the paperwork and all the reports at the end of the year and you see a big discrepancy, you know what I mean? Like you're hurting your business more than you're helping your business. I believe you make it start businesses in high income environments so your business can thrive alone. You make passive income. Hold on. You make passive income and then you hire people that look like you. But now. Go ahead. But now. Okay. So you're doing that in a high end type of neighborhood. Those people that you're going to hire now still have to commute from their, you know, um, environment now into this one. And if you're talking about a higher end, I mean, where aren't there going to be more white people there? No, there's all colors of people everywhere. Yeah, there is. It's not just white people that's in um, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Or Beverly Hills. You know That's what I mean? So like, but trying to get... I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think in reference to the bad apples, there's going to be bad apples everywhere. Well, and, and if you're putting back into that, into your old community, there's, there's a, hood, a possibility there's that a you hood, can be giving somebody an, a job opportunity There's a too. hood in every... Um, there's a hood in every community. So even even if you have 
even if you build something like let's say you build something in um in uh let, let's take Dumbo for example because that's a really high income environment for Brooklyn mm-hmm. Dumbo right but you have somebody that that uh, lives in Flatbush it's not that far it's not but have you commute. been to Flatbush that's changing too I'm from Flatbush you know what I mean but like you know it's it's there's a hood in every city there's a mm-hmm. hood in every town. You know what I mean? So it's not like, I just look at it like, yo, the projects don't belong to you. It's not like you bought the city. Mm-hmm. To each their own. Do you. But my mentality, it's like, I'm, like I would not want to do that. Because number one, I want my business to thrive. That's number one. Right. But number two, I'm going to be looking to um, help people of, of people of my like that look like me to be in there. Like, why can't a black person work in the Beverly Hills in a Beverly Hills store? You mean even if why they're not, not? even they if they're not from there, they they might be from Crenshaw or Compton or something. Why can't they work there? You know what I mean? It's hard when you do this stuff in the hood. You hire somebody that looks like you in the hood, right? Somebody from the hood comes in who's a bad apple. They're gonna see that person that looks a color, and he's gonna be like, "Yo, give me a five finger discount." You know what I mean? Yo, you black instead like me. Just, you black saying. like me. Yo, look out for me and stuff like that. That's his job on the line. Yeah. There's people like that that think like this. So it's like, to me, it's like, it's the hood's not going to change. Like, you cannot change it because people that created it are not going to allow you to. You feel well, me? I That's why that I say the hood to... is not yours. It's not yeah. ours. There's nothing we could do about it. We could try to try to reform as much as we can. But it's not going to, um, it's not going to change because the people, and I will say the people, you know what I mean? They want it to stay that way because they have ulterior motives. Right. They, that's, they have their thumb on yeah. people there. Right. They can't move or do anything. That's why, like, mass incarceration, blacks yeah. and browns, this goes back to, like, the plantations now. You know I mean, all over it. This is new slavery. This is and new it's, slavery. And it's, I mean, we, we've spoken about this with the, you know, in the, in the previous, um, in season one, about how um, a black woman and a white woman can do the same, or a black man, white man, it doesn't matter. Black and white do the same crime, and the blacks get, like, such a more harsh penalty. Yeah, and this That's, goes back to, like, what Andre was talking about. Yeah. With these people that are in, you know what I mean, in office for life. And it's like what I mentioned back in last season is this is institu- institutional bias mm. because like these judges are white, these cops are white, these prosecutors are white. They all hang out. They all work together. Like I see you every day. You're like my work brother or my mm-hmm. work sister or my work husband or my work wife. I see you every day. So don't worry, but I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. I've watched, I've listened to videos where those, the, those cops was like, Oh, I messed up. I, I shot him. Like, don't worry, we're gonna you know take what's care scary? of you. Seeing the, I've seen, I've heard it on video. Don't worry, we're gonna take care yeah. of you. Whatever. Seeing the DA and and the and the prosecutors and the and like your lawyers are all like, "Hi, how you doing? How's yeah. everything?" That's scary. Yeah, because you're like, you're my lawyer. Why are you? you know, yeah, and I'm up yo, and I'm glad we're talking about this because the white um, young male, the 17 year old who was killing um, protesters in Kenosha. Ugh, I don't even want to get. And the cops were allowing him to escape. Oh, I saw a video where 
the cops were like, oh, we can't handle them or whatever. We're going to give them to you. Yeah, they're going to chase them towards down the end of the street and let the, those young kids get this them, right? This stuff is scary. It's, it's beyond scary. You understand? Scary. Like, I don't care how tough you are as a black person, Hispanic, person of color. This gives you anxiety. You know and I mean? you know what else? It's it's not normal and it's not okay for people of color to see another person of color being murdered on no. the internet and then be put, like no. it's and almost thank, we're so yo, desensitized to it. That's God, not normal. Thank God there's a plethora of people who are nosy. Yes. Because like the recording in the first it first started with in nineteen ninety one with Rodney King. The guy was on his balcony. No, he was in the car. He was in the car. He was? Yeah. Filming? Oh, the the guy filming. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the balcony. So like if 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 like this is we we're witnessing this because we're witnessing it. It's being recorded. But there's so much going on that's like not being recorded. It's yeah. being pushed in the rug. Lynchings are happening. Let's go back to Brianna Taylor. They and the how they said, "Oh, we're only going to charge one officer." Not even about how many bullets were en- entered her house mm. or any bullets that hit her. It they're charging that one bullet, that one officer, mm. because his bullet missed her and went into into another apartment. That's the only one. What kind? What is that? And with you know her her boyfriend there, fiance there. With we already know that they the warrant was bad, or they didn't even have a warrant. They were at the wrong apartment, and so it doesn't really matter. Almost, no. And these these guys are getting being off. filmed. These guys are getting off. It's ridiculous. Every time these guys are getting off, they're not being held accountable. They're not getting harsh punishments, and it's be, it goes back to what I was saying. But I like I, like this goes back to last last season in episode nine when I was asking the oh, questions. When I was asking the questions about um, um, do they feel like blacks are not citizens? Is that why these police are getting off for lynching them? I, that must be it. With everything going on. I feel like even though people are recording it and it's black and white in your face, like there's, there's no other possible way, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right there. It doesn't even matter mm-hmm. because they're going to find a way to dismiss something. They're mm-hmm. going to make up some new law that's going to be. Well, they they were trying to say that we can't record them. That 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 was something, and obviously that's a lie. Yeah, but you got to know your rights. You really yeah. do have to. But even you have to then, know your, even you then, have to know your First was, Amendment right. You have to know your Fourth Amendment. You right. could know all the amendments, and you can be saying yes, sir, no, sir, and. It doesn't matter. If you get that bad cop, yeah. if you get that racist cop, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true, but you still should know your rights. You should know you, the you laws should. of the land that you live in because then it will it will allow you Not to really. be to how to approach certain situations. I saw on Instagram a lawyer, a lawyer who was driving and he knows, you know, obviously he's a lawyer, knows the law. He got pulled over mm-hmm. and they were like, well, you can't film. He was like, yes, I can. Who, why can't I film? Like, it's a law. And he's like, no, it's not. And they even, they even treated him bad. And he knows the law. Mm. It's just, it's such a scary world that we live in. Now. And the only thing that makes it scary is the government. Mm. The government and the police. I actually wanted um, 
an officer, any officer to, to call in mm-hmm. because I would love to ask them questions, that's, not to berate them, not to, you know, like that's difficult. I'm finding, yeah, they have a p- certain position. Yeah. You know, I like feel my, like they my, can't talk about my, things. Uh, I have a best friend and a cousin who are police officers. One's Nassau and the other Suffolk. And it's like, I asked my cousin, but it's, you know what I mean? I understand. Yeah, you know no. I mean? you, well, you obviously, understand? it's their so, job too. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's it's hard. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to put them in that type of position because, like, come on, this is going to be out there. We got billionaires. Yeah, we got yeah. billionaires I mean, listening to this. It's going to be out there, but that's exactly why. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, but... It's like, like actions a, speak louder a, than words. A, actions speak louder than words. At the end of the day, like you said last season with the, with the racism, right? They need to hold their own partner accountable. Yes. You know what I mean? So actions speak louder than words. Like somebody could come on here and say, yeah, this is and, what needs and, to be done. And this is that. But they're doing the total opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Actions speak louder than words. So, you know, ultimately. Which is funny. That you say that because I I know you know you know that I work in in a hospital uh, and yeah. um you know a lot of my nurses post stuff and and I've seen it more recently them saying if they go into the wrong patient's room mm-hmm. and administer the wrong medication yeah and that person dies they're losing their license they're losing their job Absolutely. and they're gonna and they're gonna get charged absolutely as they so why, should though and wh- exactly as you know they I mean? should so why is it that police officers it's okay for them to shoot somebody in the back while they are running it's okay for them to shoot a man seven times while he's getting and peacefully into his car in front of his children jacob why Blake. why is that okay and they get a slap on the wrist if that but a, a nurse working 12 hour shifts and i'm not saying that it's okay for a nurse to get the patients confused but if it's good for one employee type, then it should be across the board. Yeah, it's it's hard. Don't get me to, started. Don't get me started. What you're saying is right, a hundred percent. But we have these people that are in office. We have these people that are like in charge yeah. of this stuff: judges, prosecutors, and whatnot. You know, it's the people that are in charge. Most people that are in those positions of power are not black. Things, things are starting to change a little bit. But, you know, those people that are really pulling the strings are like, all right, we're going to give you this. Oh, you're not going to get above this. There's a glass ceiling on you. Yeah. Y'all can't get higher than this. Y'all not going to ever be eating at the table with us. But y'all could get that. Flip that it's table it's like a CEO of a company. Like, they, they'd be like, like, like a white CEO of a company, right? Hypothetical situation. We're going to eat at the table with all white CEOs. We'll make you a manager, though. You can clean our table. Yeah, we'll make you a manager. We'll give you employees to, 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 to run. Dunkin' is putting a whole new spin on pumpkin at Dunkin' with our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold, cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam made with cinnamon and nutmeg spices. And there's more pumpkin for you to love, like the delicious fall classic, our pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. 
Sip into the fall season with the $3 medium pumpkin cream cold brew or pumpkin spice signature latte. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusion apply. Valid on pumpkin spice signature latte only in all cold foam cold brew. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. But you will never be a CEO with us. Mm. It's a glass ceiling for you. Yeah. They may not articulate that, right? but there's certain actions. It's indirect. And they're so slick about it that they make it sound like it's really good. Yeah. Right? It's, like, it's like if you work at a, at a job, at a corporation, you know, black again, right? Because this is why black lives matter. So we're going to talk about race. And, oh, Let's and do it. You, you're a black, black woman or black male. You work for a corporation. Um, and like this, like the, the, the CEO or even like your manager, they give you work overload. And you just, oh, you're, you're constantly exceeding expectations right that's me all the time so now so now you're you're um you know you're the guy you're the guy or the girl to go to to deal with everything you could be doing other people's jobs picking up the slack of the team whatever and your boss instead of him giving you more money and better working conditions he might he or she might say oh let me buy you lunch well, let me buy you a drink. Like, I could buy my own drink. Right, and expect right? that to be okay. But it's like, yeah, that's like racism Yeah, in a way. It's like new racism. Because back in the day, they was in the cotton field sweating and, you know, getting black from the sun. Mm. They working their asses off. They barely got water. And if they did, it was like thrown on them yeah. or whatever. But that's like the new racism. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. So it's like. Like, my question is, like, okay, sports industry, music industry. Okay, country music was, was black. Music now is dominated by black. Dances originated in Africa. Slangs, dance styles, physiques, film, television shows, reggae, Bob Marley. Bob Marley created the reggae beat in his basement. Reggaeton. Mm-hmm. They got that from that. You know what I mean? Like people need to celebrate black people more. The 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 um February is not enough. Mm. Black History Month for February is not enough. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like in in like oh I'm gonna go into depth with even further like when blacks and, and like whether whether a woman male or female um become successful. I get this question all the time. Why, and by black women, why is it that a successful black man will go after a white woman? Or light skin. Yeah, I get that. I get that question all the time. And it's so what's like, the answer? Well, it, it's, it goes in depth. Is it, does it go into another topic that we're going to have? Yeah, it might <laughs> go into another topic. But, like, part of it is... um. It's like when when a black man becomes successful, he 
most likely lives in a high income environment. And if you're in a high income environment where there's not a lot of people that look like you, that's number one. Mm. Right? That's number one. Um, number two is most black men are alpha males. So, and most black women are alpha females. And if there's no submission on one yep. part or whatever, both parts, it's not going to work. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the reality. A lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's the reality. Black women, when they get successful, they, they, um, they, they have this sense of like, um, I'm independent. I'm strong. I don't need a man. I don't need a man and stuff like that. And that tears those men who are strong away. Because if a man feels like you don't need him, he's not going to want to stick around. It might just be for sex. Mm. I mean, but if she's thinking like, you know, I, I don't need a man, maybe it's because her man left her for a white guy, for a, a white woman. Maybe that's why she's like that. It goes, de- it goes more Deeper. in depth. Because mm-hmm. black women are not privileged. That's why. That's one of the reasons. So it's like when you get that this level of success, you now have a high consciousness of, of like you believe a sense of entitlement with everything, especially in that relationship. But it's like what are you what are you willing to offer? Attitudes and all this other stuff, you can have you can probably take care of a man. Um, financially and all this other stuff, but these men, these men who are dominant, who are alpha and black males, because let's be honest, you don't know this, but a lot of people won't admit it. The lion is the representation of a black man. And everybody knows the lion to be strong. So they kind of correlate that with the black man. That's why we dominate in sports. That's why we dominate in, in, in the music industry and all these other dances. They're stealing everything from us. Mm. You know what I mean? We are the inventors. You know, black people invented all these inventions that you could think of. The telephone, the light bulb, all these things were created by blacks. Mm. But in school, we don't. Don't we think, don't we know Thomas Edison to create the light bulb? No, oh, that's Alexander false. Alexander Graham Bell, yeah. For the that's point. false. Mm-hmm. And they will try to eradicate the truth from Google. So when you try to search in Google to see what it is, they will eradicate. You got to go more in that's depth. That's crazy. You got to go more in depth for these research. That's insane. You got to go to specific libraries. You got to go to these different sites and stuff like that. You got, you understand? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a sickness. Cause, like to, cause, to, eat, to erase well, all, you know, well, all of that. Well, it's because those search engines are controlled. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so. No, but, ju- but just the fact that they're going to put that much effort into it. You know what I mean? Like that much effort to keep that part of history hidden. Yeah. Just so that they can create their own. That's that's like that's crazy talk. That is some crazy ass stuff right there. Black empowerment is not anti-white, and a lot of people mm-hmm. have to understand that because when we say stuff like "Yo, Black Lives Matter" and we're boosting us stuff, stuff, like some white people, not a lot of them, but some white people, all will, lives matter. Will come up, all lives matter, and this and that, and it's like, no, you're not suffering. Yeah. You're privileged. Yes. If you want to make a difference and stuff like that, use your white privilege and, 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 and help somebody who's unfortunate, who doesn't look like you. 
Or who you know needs I mean? you to step all in front lives of them. Matter, all lives matter is, is right. But right now, it's black lives matter. Yep. You know what I mean? Because that's what's going on. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like we can't even have that. The moment we say that, it's like they're coming out of the bushes. No, all lives matter. Yeah. Like, we're all the same. Come on. But in other situations, we're not all the same. No. We're all uh-huh. the same when it's convenient for you. Yes, when it's convenient, then then everybody's the same. You're you know what I mean, and that's the that's that. that's that's one of the issues. The problem that I that that this is that the, the problem with this right now is with racism. It's the elephant in the room. Okay, if it's not talked about constantly, nothing will be done about it. The problem with racism is you don't see yourself in that person. That's the problem. You don't see yourself in that racist as they're talking. Is that what it is? Or you? Or they don't see themselves in, in in you. You don't see that person as a human being, a white oh. person, or even a black person. Well, black people could never be racist. I don't care what people say. Black people could never be racist. Why? We were the ones that were oppressed. It wasn't white people in the field. They were in the house. Slave owners were white. Black people could never be racist. So you don't think that there's um. Uh, what's the what's the reverse racism? No. That you don't think you don't believe that? No. At all. No. Because I have been a victim of racism from both sides. Mm. Because I look white mm-hmm. and so I've had other Spanish and black mm-hmm. talk shit about me because mm-hmm. they thought I was white because of my color of my skin. Yeah. And then the white people I look white, but as soon as I open my mouth, it's like, oh she's a spirit. And that's that's right. It's a division with color. Because you're right, it does happen with, with, with Hispanics. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I've, I've dated Hispanic um, females in, in when I was, like, in my teens. And, like, the mothers are like, like, oh, snap, like, you with that negrito? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's like, even if you speak the same language as them, you have the same uh, upbringing yes. and, and culture. It's, just a it's the color. color. Right. You know, because like one girl that I dated was like, um, she was like, oh, we can't date anymore because my mom is racist. And I'm like, I'm trying to understand like, yo, why is she like this? It's because we see so many stuff in the news about black men and, and stuff like that. They're incarcerated and they're doing bad things. So that's, you know, in her subconscious. It's not, it's, it's not verbatim. I'm right. just <laughs> paraphrasing. <laughs> It's in the inner subconscious, you know, that's what's being embedded. And that's a fact. It's it's not a fact, but that's what's going on. Yes. You understand? That's so, the parents are. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, my parents like that. I dated, I was like the United Nations. Yeah. You, they're going to have their preconceived notions. Bad. They're going to have the preconceived notions about you. Um, But them having their preconceived notions about you, you can't help that. You're going to have to try to eradicate that by... Letting them absorb your energy, get to know you, to know you yeah. proving them wrong. That's the only way. Because me, I'm walking down the street, I'm tatted. Automatically, a, a white person who's from, let's say, Beverly Hills, they never been to C- Crenshaw or, or Compton or Flatbush, Brooklyn, Brownsville, right? They're just, they just grew up in Beverly Hills all their life. They might see me and be like, oh, he's going to probably murder me or steal something. Let me go over here. That's true. They're walking on the same sidewalk. Uh, mm, no, let me go over here. Oh, you know what I mean? 
It could also be basing it on the on, on the person's face because you are always so serious. Stop it. I'm just saying. Stop it. All right. <laughs> so wait. Let me <laughs> let me go back to what you were saying that you dated um, you know, Spanish girls in the past. Now I'm I'm assuming that they were Light, lighter, lighter skin. skin yeah. Okay. So did, when you brought them home, did your family ever talk shit about what is he doing with a white girl? My, no, none nobody? No. Because my parents went through that, Asian Dominican. Like, they went through that themselves. Is your mom my, a lot lighter my than mom your dad? Is lighter than my dad. And mm-hmm. it's like, like, my dad is the color of this, like, black. Jesus. He's an old school. And your mom? He's an old school gully Haitian. You know what I mean? Like, really, you know, my mom is lighter. So, like, they've, they went through that. You know what I mean? And, they feel that they had to fight to be together. I feel, I never really asked them this, but. Someone got homework to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they've been accepted of that. Like that same girl, like I dated, I dated an Italian girl when I was 18 years old. And I brought her home and she was accepted for my family. When I went to her house. I Everybody in your house accepted her? Yes. That's good. And when I went to when I went to her house, it was not the same. Yeah, I tried to shake her father's hand. No. Next thing you know, she's telling me like on a low, like, "Yo, you can't come in my house anymore. If we're gonna if you're gonna come to my house, we gotta stay in the driveway or whatever." You know what I mean? My that's and awful. She's, she's that's breaking awful. it down for me, and I'm just like, "Whatever." I'm 18 years old. You know how much am I experiencing? You know my I mean? dad, I'm barely experiencing bigotry at that time. You know what I mean? I'm going to go with that my parents are definitely, when I was younger, were a lot more racist. Now they're not because I think I broke them down mm-hmm. from it. But my dad would never be disrespectful like that. Like he would never not shake somebody's hand. He talks shit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> as soon as yeah, somebody left, he'd be like, what the? Bleep, bleep, like, bleep. Like sometimes, like a lot of old school Italian men are racist. Oh, that's right. She was Italian. I was thinking you know about I mean? the, so uh, the Spanish one. It's like most of them want you to be with an Italian man. Mm. You know, I want a guy that looks like me for you to be with. How do you feel about that? We just totally went on on a di- well. No, it kind of goes with it. It's the Black Lives Matter. Why Black Lives Matter? I feel I like Italian women are kind of taught to be racist, mm. and then when they like most Italian women like black men. Because why do you think that? Because is? it's like this. It's like the bad boy. It's like the bad oh, boy. Yeah. When somebody's yeah, telling yeah, you, yeah. oh, like a, like a, let's take a toddler. You tell them don't touch the light. It's gonna burn. They oh, haven't yeah. experienced it. You're just it? telling them. They're not trusting you 100. percent So they want to touch the light to see why you're trying to keep them away from me. Why is it gonna burn me? You, you might not even tell them that it's gonna burn. Yeah, you, just don't. Just don't do it. So that curiosity is going to build. Also, Italian women like black men. So it's like, they're, but they're taught kind of to be racist. Mm. You know what I mean? But some of them like branch out of that. Subconsciously, oh, yeah. they are racist. When I moved to London. When they get out of it. When they start going to school and you're going to seeing it for themselves. diverse yeah. school and stuff like that. And you meet a black guy that you know, you connect with or whatever, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you're not going to want to bring them home because of that. 
education so that you, you receive. You sneak it. So it's a sneaky, yeah, yeah. it's a sneaky relationship. I, when I moved to Long Island, um, and I became friends, the first person I became friends with was, was with an Italian girl. Her whole family was super racist. Mm. And she was like, oh, now, mind you, I'm from, from Queens. Yeah. Baggy, baggy, baggy. Yeah. You know, all baggy. And she was like, come over. I was like, what? <laughs> I have never been so scared in my life. But I did. And they looked me up and down. But, you know, just like everything, I won them over. That's yeah, just how I, mean, I am, it's, man. It's all about, you know, that's what it's all about, I feel. I feel like it's, it's about proving them wrong. They're mm. going to have those preconceived notions. But we, maybe from know, even from experience. People shouldn't have to prove it. Maybe from even from experience. Anybody, even from experience, they're going to have those preconceived yeah. notions about you. And this person going to rob me because I got robbed by two black guys in the past. Mm-hmm. This is that. This they, is the they, one that I told you her dad got mugged by a black guy. Yeah. And then a bunch of black guys helped him. <laughs> so he was yeah, super confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, you said that last on? season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. confused as hell. So. I've experienced a lot of um, bigotry, racism, um, workplace, and, um, you know, uh, many, many, many different places, circumstances. That's horrible. But in, um, in high school, I was in 11th grade, and uh, I, I have a degree in psychology, as you know. So we were in um, soci- soci- sociology, mm-hmm. and it was a, for a college credit. Ah, got you now. Yeah. So I'm in sociology, and I'm the only black um black guy in there and um the professor is like he said i don't remember how the conversation went but all i remember is he asked me um he he didn't ask me but he said something about strapped oh the guy was strapped he was telling the story oh mm-hmm. the guy was strapped so everybody in there is like well, what's okay. strapped he automatically comes to me oh Edson, why don't you tell him Explain it to them. Isabel. What did you tell them what strap is about? And I'm over here playing dumb. I'm like, I don't know. Like, come on. He's like, come on. You know, we must have argued back and forth for like maybe 30 seconds or whatever, give or take. Could have been, could have been shorter. It could have been 15. I'm like, I I don't know. Like, you really don't know? I don't know. I mean, I know what it is. Right. You didn't want to give it, give him that, that. Yeah. I didn't want to give him that because it's like, you're picking on me because yeah. clearly I am the only black person in, in, the, in the classroom. Right. You know, so eventually he says what it is. Like, oh, it means a person that has a gun. He's like, you really didn't know what that is? And I'm still playing dumb. Yeah, I didn't know. You know but what I mean? Something like that, like that, that, that's a professor. He should, he should have known better than not, you know, than not to have done that. Yeah, but you, you've got to understand if these people like, Andre was saying, they're older. You know what I mean? They older? were they they could have been in that time. They could have been in those those um civil rights um era. You know what I mean? Where it was that way. It's hard to like yeah, branch to break, out of that. To break out of that, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but going back to why white women like black men, mm-hmm. I think also um because a lot of um White guys t- tend to like either muscular fit chicks or like stick figure chicks. Like no, no, mm, no. Pushing. No, let's be correct. Let's be correct here. I said white guys. Most. 
Most white guys. Yeah. Some white guys most. who's who in the hood. Some, yeah. Who some, in the hood yeah. like thick chicks. Yeah, no, that's true. But that's what I'm I'm getting to. Like the thicker white women, I feel like within their own people, they might not, you know, the white guy, you know, that likes stick figure mm-hmm. might not be interested in her or or might think she's fat. Yeah. I was about Meanwhile, to say that. a Spanish or black guy, even it, you it's know, cultural. any any she's healthy yeah i can see a thick i can see a thick girl and i'm like yo she's healthy because of my culture right but like most american whites first of all that will be like yo she's fat she's obese that weight chart where it says if you're this height, that is so antiquated they need Mm -hmm. to come up with something new because i know i know that i am not obese and according to that thing says that i am I'm gonna start crying right now. You're but thick. that's the same. That's There's the a same. difference with thick, obese. That little chart says I'm obese. Like that. Maybe we could have a topic about, about to, that. Yes, you know what I mean? I'm about but to go on some sort of crazy tired. No, because in America, that's how they, they, they kind of stigmatize exactly. you. They're like, oh, you're skinny. They said Marilyn Monroe was fat. Fat, you're obese. That's that's the three categories. Yeah. You, know I mean? you're either one of- you might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage is not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. Those three categories. No, they're slim, thick. There's... um. What yeah. if what if Fab, what if Fab to... um Slim what what if Fab that track? I think Fabulous. The one who said Slim Thick. Slim was it Slim Thick or think, Slim yeah. Thick or M Slick something like that. Slim Thick. Slim Thick, yeah. So you know what but I mean? Like that's the problem though that I have with with my daughter. Like she goes to a predominantly well not anymore when she was in high school predominantly white. She school. needs to find the right person that's gonna appreciate those curves. Yes. That's it. Yeah. I mean that, and that's one of the reasons why white women who are thick go after black men because they I see say. that yo these guys can handle us, these guys appreciate our curves, these guys show us more love and attention. Mm-hmm. So most women, or most women, not all, but most women are going to gravitate to the group or the men that's giving them the most attention. Yeah, making so them feel thick, good. Yeah, if a thick chick sees that, oh, I'm, I, like these guys like that, I got a big ass. They mm-hmm. like that I got big guys. Mm-hmm. It's like that. I like black guys. You know what I mean? Versus white guys who think I'm fat, they're gonna, you know, scrutinize me. They're gonna, they're gonna belittle me. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna degrade me. They're gonna, you know, not appreciate my clothes yeah. or not know what to do with it, or call or insult me in some way. Yeah, and maybe not even on purpose. Like, like maybe you should have a salad. Yeah, like a, 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 those guys might be like, oh, you need to, you need to go to the gym more or whatever. Right. Or like you said, a salad or whatever. Like they're not, you know, appreciating. That. So those women right. will gravitate to them um, that appreciates them, you know, that group that appreciates them more. I agree. You know what I mean? Like they need, just going back off topic, because we always jumping off topic. Always. Um, they need to spread the wealth. They need to stop the systemic racism. Mm. Um, pay people, play, pay black people what they're worth. You know what I mean? Give them the freedom to be owners. You know, yeah. don't place a glass ceiling upon us. You know what I mean? Because it's like you you're doing that, it's keeping us where we are. It's not allowing us to elevate or elevate other people that, that look like us. 
I think that um, this is black to like not to cut you off, but this is like generational curses. Yeah, but like um, what's his name? Um, the actor Medea. Who does Medea? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. He wants to create, you know, Black Hollywood, and I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about that. If they if they're trying to put glass ceilings everywhere. Mm-hmm. Take your glass ceiling, shove it right up there, yeah. and we're going to create our own things. And I think that that's how we should. Yeah. Because just like you said, there's so much influence of the, of the black community, the, you know, just of people of color. Yeah. We have so much influence in, in what's going on out there mm-hmm. with the athletes. When they decided to um, boycott one of, you know, those, those games in the beginning of basketball, that was amazing. Yeah. If we decide, if people of color decide to, you know what, y'all can have that and we're going to do our own thing, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to lose their ideas. They're going to lose everything. That's the problem, though. People don't stick together. You know what? Or they do it for a little while. You know what? Like, black and Hispanic people, they have to be on top of their game and work harder. It's it's a fact. They have to work harder because, like for example, me when I was a manager in retail, no. I had this black um, loss prevention supervisor. I'm not going to mention his name, but I was a young manager. I I became a manager when I, after I graduated um college at 22 years old. At 22 years old, you don't really understand. I've never had a management position. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in my early 30s now, but back then. It was like, like you didn't know. Yeah. So he, he was he was looking out for me because the company that I was working for was predominantly racist. They actually had a lawsuit for yeah. being discriminate for discriminating. Yeah, then they started promoting like black or managers and stuff like that or whatever. Do you think that you got promoted because of that? I don't care, thank it? God. You know what I mean? But <laughs> like, he cares? was looking out for me. He was like, yo, you always have to dot your um, dot your eyes and cross your T's. This white guy might be able to get away with it because these people in the position are white and they're going to protect him, but they're not going to protect you. So you need to make sure you do everything right. He might be able to skip those morning procedures or just half-ass fill it. You got to fill the whole thing because if you're gonna, they're going to start writing you up. They're going to start doing it. He was putting me on the game. Mm-hmm. And I've witnessed Thank it. I've witnessed it when di- district managers or whatever came. I'm like, yo, how come the black lady store you scrutinizing and finding it, but this white guy who doesn't look as good, he don't even get ridiculed for that. Right. And things like that, Not I, even I, a verbal I, I started being observant at 22 years old of what he was talking about. And I started listening to him. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it happens even in the workplace. And I want to emphasize that I always talk about it because there's people out there right now that's, that's, that's going through it. Like, yo, if you're working at McDonald's, who cares? Strive to be the manager. Yeah. Strive to be the CEO. Just you because you're black money. or Hispanic, just because you're black or Hispanic, you know, you shouldn't feel like it's a glass ceiling. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. If you're just doing it because it's like, oh, I have dreams to be a, like a musical artist or I have dreams to be uh, whatever. And this is like my side gig. This, is, this active income is going to help that passive income. Mm. Then, okay, do that too. But if you have aspirations, to be that, you should be it. You shouldn't look at it like, yo, I'm I'm black. They're never going to... Right, you, don't put those walls for in yourself. front of you already. Yeah, right. because when you... Like, yo, I've had conversations 
with people where I'm like, yo, if y'all don't give me vacation because I'm the hardest worker here and I'm and I'm getting all this workload and every time y'all need me, y'all need me to do overnights, y'all need me to do here, y'all need me to pick up this person's slack because they called out and I never call out even when I'm sick. I go in there. If y'all not letting me take vacation, I'm going to bring up so much litigation in here. Your grandchildren are going to need lawyers. Like, like sometimes you got to fight like that. Sometimes you do, but you have to do it classy. Don't yeah. But That's sometimes so hard you have for to, me. Sometimes you have to fight like that to get Damn. what you want because that white guy who's that boss might take care of that white girl or that white guy. But you, no, we need you. You can't take vacation. Come on. We need you. They're going to try to do certain they things. They try to make you feel bad for taking vacation. Yeah, they're going to try to do certain things. So it's like you got to know the policies of your company. You got to get close with um 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 what do you call it? Um, HR? Uh, human resources, HR. You got to know these things. You know what I mean? Don't be the angry black woman or the black man because then you're going to give them a reason to be like, oh, I'm going to write you up. Oh, I'm going to fire you. But if you are that educated person and you playing chess, now they fear you because they're like, damn, I got to give this person whatever they want because that's going to be my job now. Yeah. Good. You know it what I mean? should be like that. So like I've experienced it even with like being a general manager at a gym. And like I said, I'm not name dropping corporations. Mm. Um, like I went into this, this, this corporation, never went, never been in this corporation ever. Within two months, I was breaking draw constantly doing something that the, um, the company never did. What is breaking draw? You so they give you, they gi- they'll give you like a draw, um, let's say $800. And every oh, like a cash register, yeah, like a register it's commission. You closing mm-hmm. deals or whatever is commission, because that 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 job, that corporation is a number based corporation, is built off numbers. Your numbers have to show for you to get promoted. Mm-hmm. So I was doing something that people that were in the company for two years weren't doing because they were lazy. And how I many times did you do that? I did that like twice in one month. And then I did it the following month. And I was only with the company for three years. I left because I'm going to talk about why I left. Wait, three years? Three, I'm sorry, three months. So you broke drawer. The first month I was in there. in one month and then another time. one more. So three times you did Yes. So, man, this man's an animal. So the, and the way I was doing it is I wasn't just marketing internally. You see the same... Clients, mm-hmm. hey Jim, how are you gonna right, get how many leads? Times can you tell them? Right? No, I I went out. I went out with my car. I handed out um guest passes. I went to people's um. I went to Victoria's Secret. I didn't care. Women were looking at me like, "What you in here for?" I let me talk to the manager, please. Did you say if you bitches are gonna be in here, you no. better go to the no, gym? No, 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 no. I was like, <laughs> "Let me talk to the manager, please." The manager came in. She was a female. Hey, um, we have this. This, you know, I do my talking. Right. right. You know, and I handed out those passes, give them to your friends, family, put it on the um, break room for, for your employees. Oh, yeah. This is how I was getting people. And I was stamping my 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 information on the back. So when they when the thing comes in, the in the, they know who it's from. Yeah. They, my contacts and everything. So I'm, I'm hustling. I'm going, to pizza, I'm going to pizzerias, handing them out. I'm hustling. This is how I'm getting because I look at everybody as a as a walking, talking dollar sign. So I'm hustling. And when I sat down with the vice president, he's like, man, your numbers are crazy. Never seen this type of stuff before when somebody didn't even bread in this company. You're from outside. How are you doing it? I'm breaking it down to him. I'm like, yo, you see this stapler? I'll show you that this is the best stapler you need because you need it. 
person, I'm going to personalize this and I'm going to sell it to you. You're going to buy it because you need it. People buy what they need. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if it's like I could break down about being a salesman, but I'm not because we're already running like crazy time right now. <laughs> but we're on demon when I'm now. breaking down to him, he pretty much asked me, what do you want? Where's your vision? And I said, my vision is to be in blah, 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 um, um, gym, because that town is a monster and I'm going to get a big bonus if I'm there. And he's like, well, why don't you stay here? Slow down. Why don't you stay here though? Last season. Slow down. He's like, you only been with the company for three months. You trying to really go to the monster, to the beast? Why don't you just stay here though and be, be the, um, you know, GM, just stay here. I'll give you this, this, this. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, this is when I started witnessing. I'm like, listen, I know business. I told him straight up, I know business. And I feel like you're trying to keep me down from, from going there mm-hmm. to make that bonus. It probably was. Cause so he promised me that if I did these numbers before the year ended, that I was going to get promoted. If I did it, I was going to get promoted January 1st. I exceeded those numbers and I, I waited for like three weeks before, before he said something. Like, oh, he didn't say nothing. Called him. I said, um, I'm putting in my two weeks. I'm leaving. Now he want to chase me. Oh, come on. Now he want to chase me. Good for you. You know what I mean? So like, like I've experienced this. I've mm-hmm. experienced racism when I used to do door to door. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But this, this, all this stuff, has helped me. I was selling Verizon. I was selling solar. Like I was doing door to door stuff, but this helped me elevate. This helped me push out my extrovert. You know, because I'm a Scorpio. We are natural introverts, Mm. but this helped me put out my extrovert. That's why when I went to Hollywood, I dominated. I mean, there was like, I could, we were in the practice room, Mm -hmm. right? We had, we were in the practice room and we had to pitch Pitch our book, Stuck Between Two Different Worlds. That's the book that I pitched in Hollywood. And like, I could count on my hand how many black people were in there. And I was the youngest. There was, mm. there was two, two women and three men, including me. Five. Wow. So like, I'm doing my thing. I could even feel my grandmother in the room, my late grandmother. I could feel her energy. Everybody's nervous. So I'm like, and I'll, I'll say this for another another show, okay? Um, because we'll talk about that. That's like the dominant character of me. Mm-hmm. But like, that's when I'm like, like witnessing that. It's like when I see something like that. Some people might get uncomfortable, like, oh, you're the only black person there. That's when I feel like I'm gonna dominate the most. That's when I'm gonna show you guys who I am. Because you're the only black person yeah. there. I guess you that. mean. So I take that as like. Like the mic. Yeah. Like when I have the mic in front of me, like it's like an adrenaline rush. It's invigorating. Now I feel like, yo, I'm going to do my thing because I don't play when I have the mic in front of me. So if I see those type of circumstances, I'm like. So those are, you like those odds. I'm like, yo, let's do it. Some people feel nervous or whatever it is or it's pressure. This is when I want to dominate the most. This is when I want to show people who I am. So you being under pressure or in that type of situation, that's when you thrive off of it. Yeah, we're that's gonna what, talk. We're gonna talk you. about that in BDSM three part three. I'm just so ahead of myself. But um, 
I mean, it's so much things like 19, I'm going to run through facts and then we're going to do our final thoughts. Okay. 1921, uh, Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, the bombing, right? And the destruction of Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street was the wealthiest community in that era. Businesses and homes were destroyed. It wasn't just Tulsa, though. It was like Chicago in 1919. Did you know that there was one like that in, in New York City? Like like really? the, like Black Wall Street in um what's the Central Park? Really? Yeah, with I think where the pond is, they flooded it or something like that. Oh, I know. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I was like, what? But it's 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 everywhere. It was 1943 in Detroit, uh, Springfield 1904, East uh St. Louis 1917, Philly 1985, Memphis 1866, ATL 1906. That what? That these places were set on fire and stuff, yeah. and, and black people were killed, awesome. ran off. Um, uh, um, they're like landowners, bankers, farmers. Um, yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Like this is just white supremacy. That's that's what it is, and it's like like Andrea was saying when she called in. These individuals have been in this position for so long that it's just natural to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what's scary. I mean, especially when she said about, and I had known that about the congressmen and all that stuff. But it's like when somebody reminds you they're half a century. What? That's in. So do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts for Black Lives Matter? Yes. Why? Why? Yeah. Why Black Lives Matter? Um, Black Lives Matter in this point in time. I mean, Black Lives Matter all the time. They need our help more than ever now. And I think um, somebody who may have it easier, like like I said with myself, because I'm mm-hmm. light-skinned and yeah. I look, I could pass it. Somebody like that should do whatever is in their power, whatever possible, if they claim that they're not racist, mm-hmm. to help out in any possible way. Yeah. And, and for everybody, I've, it's the same thing that I said in last season. And it's sad that it's season two and I have to keep saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. White people... You do white people, white Hispanics, light skin, whatever, whatever, um, whatever it is that gives you that pass, that gives you that green light, that the cops turn a turn a you know turn a blind eye to you. You gotta help out. Yeah. You don't just sit there and be like, oh yeah, and you know, vote on your phone for something. Right. Go to a rally. Go, you know, do something to help out. Don't just sit there because you're just part of the problem. Then. Yep, that's facts. That's facts. Um, I mean, you know, my final thoughts are always going to be something written. I mean, I might freestyle sometimes, but, um, I'm speaking to the black people, brown people and people of color. We are confident. We can be arrogant. We are unapologetically black and brown. Should we tone our voices down? our blackness, our dominance, our excellence to make you feel comfortable? No. Why? Because the sun is going to come out regardless if it's going to blind you. Slavery has been abolished since 1865. Haiti started the movement when they declared their independence in 1804. We are power. We, whether you like it or not, that's what it is. Appreciate and, and congratulate. Don't hate. 
But each time you attempt to silence us or stop what we are doing, you are continuing what your slave owner ancestors were doing. See, my ancestors were killed, raped, forced to bread more children, to, um, to, to, to build more slaves, and lynched if they knew how to read or write, let alone voice their perspectives. I am blessed, and I won't take my opportunities for granted. Black men and women, three things you must be aware of. One, your seed is life to all humanity. Because when the slave owners' children felt malnourished, they forced the black women to breastfeed them because they realized how strong black genes were. I won't even discuss the black man's seed and how powerful it is. It's self-explanatory. Second, courage and strength are your allies. And last but not least, you are king and you are queen. And those are my final thoughts. I love your final thoughts. Yeah, you but like, really like, good like I said, I'm, I'm like, it may not it be for me. It may be freestyle next time. You know you what look, I mean? Right now, you just look like you. It's were just so, the writer. In that's me just how I am. Yeah, I know. That I'm always like, man, that's, I gotta write something. down. That's not fair, though. That's not. I'm just gonna keep on saying it. And I wrote, I, I wrote myself, and just. So, ladies and gentlemen, we just want to thank you for tuning in. To the Discipline Therapy Podcast. Season two. Peace. noticed a change in your neighborhood lately yep sprint stores are now t-mobile stores now that sprint is t-mobile you get more coverage value and benefits than ever before we've invested billions to bring our 5g from big cities to small towns across america and great coverage is just the start from high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways our customers get tons of great benefits head to your new t-mobile store to learn more qualifying service and capable device required coverage not available in some areas some uses may require certain planner features see t-mobile.com you might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage is not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain planner features. See T-Mobile.com.